At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. All right, guys, so you hear the nice job ad, the recording with the, the funky beats in the background and stuff like that. Now, I, I wanna explain this a little bit further. Nice Job obviously is a, a business. It's a platform that allows you to put the review back in the hands of the customer once you do some, some great work within their home or their building. You ask them to review your work and this is done automatically. So the, the onus is taking off you actually having to physically do anything. Once you leave, um, the platform takes care of it. They message them um, about three times, I believe it is, to remind them to review your work. And if you've done solid, amazing work, then guess what? You're going to get a good review. You can turn those reviews into marketing assets to market your business to other potential customers. That's what the Nice Job platform is all about. And if you mention HVAC Know It All, like the ad says, uh, you get $50 off. Um, the package that you choose with them. So check them out. I'll leave a link at the bottom of the podcast notes. This podcast is sponsored by the Master Group and one of the tools we're lining up for demo. This has been a a bit of a journey because we've been sort of shuffling through tools and and talking about them um, internally before we talk about them publicly. And one of the tools that I didn't even know existed that was brought to my attention by the Master Group was a tool called Dr. Smart. Now, Apparently, you can hook it up to a mini mini split system at the terminal block outside and you can diagnose and get feedback from what the system is doing. So I'm really looking forward to get a hold of this tool to see what it's all about and to put this thing in action. Check out master.ca in the meantime. Have you ever ran any type of tech support yourself? So basically helping out somebody within your company, like a junior technician apprentice, even if you're a junior technician yourself, but a senior tech needs help on something they've never worked on, have you helped them? And, and the emotions that you felt during this, like were you happy, satisfied that you could help somebody out that make you feel good? Were you frustrated? Were you angry? Were you grumpy that they even called you in the first place? Um, everybody's different. Everybody goes through, uh, different emotions and different feelings and everybody has different skill sets in order to visualize what somebody might be telling them over the phone and try to visualize it and, and help that person out. So on this podcast, and let, let me just go back for a minute. I've done this. I've done this with, with the company that I work for. I've helped, um, as many people as I can over the phone. I've helped as many people as I can online. Unfortunately, there's a lot of questions that I get that are not generalized and they're about specific pieces of equipment that I just have not worked on it and I can't really help. But if it's generalized and it has to do with um, general refrigeration knowledge, HVAC knowledge, whatever, I, I do my best to help. Or if somebody within my company calls me and I know the equipment they're talking to me about and I can visualize what the equipment looks like, where it is, um, how it runs. And and I know some history, then obviously there I can also help. And I'm always willing to help as long as the other person on the other side receiving is able to take the information and do something with it. Okay. Um, I've always been willing to do that. So on this podcast, we are going to talk to Brian Johnson from blue on because he's involved in tech support within the company that he works for. And he's answered calls at two, two in the morning. Like, I mean, and they got 20 techs on staff to do this. So we are going to talk to Brian about what it's like being tech support. We're going to go story for story somewhat. He's going to tell some, I'm going to tell some, and we're going to just have a really cool sort of deep dive conversation into what it's like to, to, um, to hand out some technical information, tech support to, others that need it that might be in need of some help. Anyway, this is the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know It All podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. 
Brian, what's up, man? Gary, it is a beautiful day in paradise, brother. <laughs> every, every day. Every, every day is when you're HVACing, right? That's right, man. <laughs> well, I got to say, uh, thank you for for um, getting on with us. The other thing is I haven't done a video uh, like this with the podcast yet. So you're the first. You're kind of the guinea pig here to see how this goes, right? And um, hopefully it doesn't lag. Hopefully it doesn't slow down. And, and if it doesn't, then we have some video footage of you and I talking. But this is kind of my setup back here that I haven't fully finished, right? That's the couch where sometimes I have to sleep at night when the get it, brother, or or, or 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 where I cry or whatever, you know what I mean. So anyway, and I'm just kind of messing around back here as as to the setup for now. But um, yeah, let, let's let's get to it. It's all coming together, brother. Thanks for uh, thanks for picking me for your for your uh, first live uh, video uh, background. There, it's coming along, man. You're looking good. Oh. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, you also look like you're staying healthy. That's that's nice. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> well, we all got to stay healthy in these times, right? So I've been, I've been doing my best. Yeah, I've. Uh, uh, well, you know, I get my I get my exercise. I work from uh, I work from home four days a week, and then I work out the uh, the office in Irvine, California, three days a week. So it keeps me awesome. busy. Yeah, I'm sure it does. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about sort of your life at Blue On as, as being in, in the tech in, in a tech support role. And we want to talk about some of these videos you do. And I don't know if Jess told you, but you're, you remember your video that you did uh, with Mike and you had the drawing of the, the, the relays in the thermostat? Yeah. So that video on Instagram got like 32,000 views in, a, in like a week. It was incredible. That so, is, that is you're, incredible. Yeah, so, so your, your face is insta-famous right now. <laughs> no that's it's it's gary it's fun for me uh you know i've been in the trade i hate to say this but i've been in the trade for 40 years and i i did this before i got out of high school and as soon as i graduated high school you know here's your keys here's your van here's a compressor and uh here's an address you're you're now changing compressors for us so uh, go through all of that history to come over here to where we're at now with Blue On. And, and I still, I mean, I taught for 25 years as well during that whole 40 years. So for me, it's just, it's fun. I love giving back to, you know, the HVAC community. And, and you know the old adage, and, and you know what gripes me is the, uh, the guys that aren't willing to help and they come up with the standard, you know, just to oh, get yeah. somebody off of their back. And yeah, it's like, we don't, yeah, yeah, we don't, it's just, that always irked me. Um, and so being able to come on, come into this, um, the blue on platform where we've got the tech support and now we've got our forum, uh, where we can not only help guys who can call in on the phone, but they can also, you know, just type a message in, uh, you're familiar um type a message in and we get back we get back with them uh so yeah it's it's just it's still it's still uh you guys see the smile on my face it doesn't go away um uh, i'm smiling from the time i get up till the time i finally get to go to bed <laughs> well that's that's good that you enjoy doing what you're doing and 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 you you were a teacher and now you're 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 trying to help over the phone and trying to help online and if you enjoy that, that means you're a teacher at heart. And a teacher at heart is a special person because they got all the patience, they got all the joy of helping, and they like to see they like to see their students grow through time. And, and I think that is really uh, that's the gift that you get back from yeah, from teaching absolutely. is you, you you see that the progress in your students and knowing that you taught them that. Yeah, and and I mean you know you know we've been uh, we've been rolling out this uh, platform for quite a while. But it's it's funny, um, heartwarming. I don't know exactly how to put it into words for you, Gary. But I've I've created friends, and these guys have my phone number, and I know what's going on with their families. And these guys, these are guys all over the country. Yeah, <laughs> I know what's going on with their families. 
Um, I mean, I check in with them just to see how they're doing because I have grown them up. It's the, these kids that are coming in and have nobody to turn to. And, you know, a lot of these guys, I'm Mr. Brian. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really cool uh, and very rewarding. So let's, since, since I told you that video got a bunch of views, let's talk about your buckle up series and what you're trying to accomplish. And like, it's, it's a live series and you guys do it once a week at this point. It is, uh, it is every other Thursday, every other Thursday. Okay. Sorry. Every other Thursday at four o'clock PM, uh, Pacific time. And, and tomorrow is going to be our next one. So, uh, I think the popularity on that is uh, almost to the point, Gary, where we're going to have to start doing it weekly. <laughs> but well, I don't, I, I don't know why I had it in my head that you did it weekly. Maybe it's just because I'm seeing them so frequently, and I'm and I and I, it's going through my feeds, and I'm also posting them uh, when Jess sends me the videos. Maybe it's just so in my head that I thought it was once a week. But yeah, if if you need to do it once a week to get the uh, to get the fans all all. Uh, butterflying around the, the video then then yeah for sure do it well it's it's definitely again that one's that one's fun for me uh, because it is it is based on training and being able to being able to take a period of time and and explain the topic and what's on mike's mind and what's on my mind as far as coming to a resolve to help these guys troubleshoot different areas or what to look for and then the guys come in with their feedback and their questions and, and dude, it's, uh, again, it's, it's, I come out, I come out of the, I come out of studio B as I call it. And I've got such an adrenaline high. I've got to like run around in the parking lot. <laughs> well, you are, you are drinking Pepsi too, right? Diet Pepsi. I, I do. It's diet Pepsi. <laughs> so I'm sure the caffeine doesn't help. <laughs> Cause it's actually, hot. It's I, hot in I, Studio I, B. Oh, oh yeah, I would imagine it is. I got a, um, I'm drinking like a matcha green tea right now. It's got some caffeine in it too, but um, it's good. It's good. It's nice and healthy for you. So let's talk about tech support. I'm really interested because I've never actually had a conversation with uh, somebody in tech support on the podcast to talk about how. I mean, I'm sure that you run through uh, a bunch of emotions. I'm sure there's frustration. I'm sure there's joy. I'm sure there, there's all kinds of things that go through your mind when you're talking to somebody. So tell us what it's like sitting in, in a, in a, I don't know where you sit when you do this, maybe at home or in the office. It depends. Yeah, it really yeah. depends on where I'm at, brother. <laughs> so so, so take, taking these calls from people and, and what is, what is that, what is that like just to, to, to sit and, and run tech support for other techs? So yeah, let me let me start right with the basics, uh, Gary. With the, I am I am either in the office, I'm on the road, or I'm at home. So my situation is I, I've got the headset on, just like I do right now, and the phone rings, and I'm talking to these guys. If I'm in the car, um, I put it on the audio in the car. And when I get home, we set up at whatever table is not being occupied by my family. And I've got a lot of tables to choose from <laughs> and a really nice and a really nice family. So, <laughs> um, but it's it's you don't know what's coming through the line until you say hello. Yeah. So, you know, uh, many a guys have heard me go, thanks for calling uh, Blue on Tech Support. This is Brian. How can I destroy your day? Um <laughs> You know, because they're just as nervous calling me as I should be having them call me because I don't know what they're calling me for. So I usually try and make a, a do that icebreaker. It's like they're, they're not ready for that. And then, uh, you know, these guys, I know that they're used to calling uh, factory and these guys that are calling factory, it's what is the factory's questions? What's the make? What's the model? What's the serial? And, and okay, hold on, let me look that unit up. But you're, when you call in here, when you call into the Blue on Tech Support line, it 90% of the time, we don't need the model number. If I have to look something up, then yeah, we're going to get exactly, we're going to get down to the nuts and bolts. But if I've got a kid calling in and he doesn't have power on the Y-wire, it's like, okay, 
where are you at? Are you at the condenser? You at the furnace? I'm at the condenser. Okay. Go back to the furnace or the air handler. Do you have, do you have it there? No. Okay. Go look at the thermostat. Takes thermostat off the wall. He says, there's no Y wire here. Okay. Well, that made a simple service call right there. Let's see if we can't figure out why they didn't hook up the Y wire at the stat. So you, so, you you talk about the guy that that calls in and you can tell he's been on the job for hours. He's getting if he's got any hair left, he's getting ready to pull it yeah, out. Yeah, I've and, been there. And and I love those guys as well as I love the kids that call in because that's the guy. It's like okay, dude, back up, just stop, turn around. I don't want you to look at the machine right now. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, but just stop, take a breath. If you smoke, go have a smoke. You got a cup of coffee in your truck? Go down, get get your coffee. Let's reset. And then we go back and we look at it. And it's nice to have them. I refer it to them getting them off the wall because they're getting ready to jump off the roof, you know. And to be able to talk to them and bring them down and get them calmed down to where they can see the unit again, brand new through my eyes. And then, you know. I, I, you, we talk about these silly examples, but I had one gentleman that called in. I was able to calm him down, and and it wasn't hard to calm him down. It's like we we built a rapport before, and it's like you know, all right, man. I've told you this before, so just take a deep breath and tell me what you're looking at. And he's telling me what he's looking at. And I go, that doesn't sound right. And he's all, I've been staring at this thing for two hours, and it doesn't sound right. It doesn't look right either. And it's like, okay, man. So I bring up the model number and the wiring diagram, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going, okay, the, you got four terminals. You got two gray wires and two orange wires. He goes, yeah, the gray ones are on one side, and the orange ones are on the other. I said, okay, take one of the orange ones and one of the gray ones, disconnect them, swap them. So you got a gray one and an orange one and a gray one and an orange one. Missed it in the wiring diagram. He'd been there for a couple of hours. That's why he was so frustrated. He couldn't get the machine to do nothing is the way it, the guy that was there before him that changed the switch wired it wrong. See, I, I can attest to what you're saying is walk away and take a break because I've had days where at the end of the day, I'm super frustrated, but I'll go home. Uh, maybe the problem still exists. I'll go home, eat dinner, have a good sleep, come back the next day. And I find the problem in like 10 minutes. You because walk I, right up to it. Absolutely. Yeah, because I'm refreshed. My mind is reset. I'm back to, okay, let's tackle this from um, a point of view where we're not frustrated, where we're relaxed, and we're going to go through this step by step. And, and it hits you like all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, how did I miss this yesterday? And it's all because you walked away and gave your brain a break. So that's great that you do that off the bat. Yeah, I got, you, you have to. I mean, you get these – again, you get somebody that is – rattled and they don't always show it but it's like okay you need to you need to listen to the question i'm asking don't think ahead you know um so I, it's a lot of i guess is counseling i don't know well, <laughs> 20, kind of yeah, 25 kind of years of 25 years of teaching and all the different personalities uh gary in that 25 years uh you learn to uh i learned to listen to him and, and, you know, we've got 20 guys over here answering the phone. Um, so now I get to, I get to coach them. Um, our team is fantastic over here. It's just, everybody has the same, same attitude. It's not, not one of them that I can call and, and not have them laughing within the first 30 seconds of us getting on the phone. That's awesome. So the 20, the 20 people you have answering the phone, they're all in tech support, answering the phone, helping out guys in the field. Yeah, we got 20 guys, 20 guys strictly on tech support. That's not, it has nothing to do with new guys coming on and talking to the onboarding team. We have 20 guys answering the phone 24 seven. Wow. That's, and, that's and monitoring the forum and getting back to guys with manuals. You know, if it's not in the app, we, we, you know, we don't want these guys stuck on a job. So. We're jumping on it, man. All right, let's talk about something real quick. Danfoss has launched another app. Danfoss Installer App is what it's called. Now, there are five tools in there. A couple of those tools are Flow 
and pressure calculators and hydronic balancing tools. All right, there's a section of full of products. So if, if you're working on hydronic heating, there is a ton of hydronic heating products in there. We're com coming up on heating season if you want to search them out and get parts replaced. Okay, so that is called the Danfoss installer app. The other thing we got to talk about, and off the top of the podcast, the last time we talked about emotorsdirect.ca. Now, they're an online motor shop, okay? Online motor shop. You can order. You can get the motor uh, delivered to, to your location. They got a bunch of accessories as well. Many different brands of motors, many different types of motors, and there is a savings there of 8% when you use promo code HVACKKNOWITALL. So head over to emotorsdirect.ca. Check out what they got. Use their smart search function. Find your motor and apply the code HVACKKNOWITALL and save yourself 8%. Now, something cool uh, for the Milwaukee fans out there. Rapid Locking System has launched the um, with in conjunction with Milwaukee the Milwaukee press tool for RLS fittings. Now it goes from one quarter inch to one and three eighths. All right, and this is from the uh, the M18 Force Logic press tool. Now I don't know a ton about Milwaukee because I don't own Milwaukee tools, but I know Milwaukee's a good brand, and I know RLS is a good brand and doing some some awesome things in the industry. So again, it is one quarter inch to one and three eighths, the M18 Fuel um, Force Logic Press Tool. Now, if you guys wanna search that out on, online, go ahead or contact Milwaukee, contact RLS, and I'm sure you guys can get hooked up if that's the route you're looking to go down. So how many calls do you guys think you get a day, like in total, in a 24-hour period? Uh, we are averaging, you know, we're, we're coming in, we're coming out of summer. And, and so right now we're uh, averaging about 125 a day. Um, during the summer, we were up, uh, our peak day was 210 calls that came in. So we were averaging like 175 175 to 180 a day. That's a decent amount of calls. And you guys are still answering the phone in a timely manner rather than um, having texts on hold for, for a long time, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, yes, I'm going to just, I'm just going to say, yes, we still have our, most of the calls are covered within two minutes. Picked up, picked up and talked to, um, you know, the world, the world is not perfect, and there are guys that go to what we call a missed call list, and as soon as the guy gets off the phone, then he picks up that missed call. So, gotcha. Five, six minutes, maybe he had to wait. Well, that's I, I've, I've called some tech support and left a message and gotten uh, a response like a week later. And it's like, <laughs> what? What do you do with that? Like, I'm I'm gone from the building. I'm not there. It's out of my head, and now I'm supposed to help you answer my answer the questions that you know what i mean I, I i i can't deal with with stuff like that it's i find the support from a lot of manufacturers have dropped off lately and you guys have really stepped up big time uh, to do this so it's, it's i appreciate it's, uh, that yeah no no you guys have like I, i've talked to people that have called you guys and worked through problems and they are ecstatic that they can call you guys instead of calling their journeyman or their boss or their owner or their manager, because when they call them, they feel like they're, uh, I don't know what the word is. Maybe they don't want to reveal to them that they're having struggles and having problems. So when they call you guys and they leave the call and it's fixed, it, it looks, makes them look like a bit of a hero, right? And it makes them look good to their superiors. Nobody ever wants to call the boss and tell the boss they don't know what they're looking at. Nope. Nobody wants to do that. You nobody need wants to do that. We're we're all human. Um, so yes, having having an avenue for them to go down and be able to call me on the phone and go, all right, man, I got four units up here. Can you help me? And it's like, yeah, let's let's go pick one. <laughs> <laughs> I I know that you must have some like you got a call that might be in your head or written down somewhere that you, th you think is a good scenario for us to, to walk through that somebody could learn from that's listening or watching this. Oh, Gary, I've got so many calls in my head. Um, 
the best. The, I've had guys call me at three. I woke me up at three o'clock in the morning. Um, he's on a roof. He's two years into the trade. He got on call. He's in. He traveled to a different state for a service call on a roof. And whatever the circumstances were on his roof, he could not figure out that he had a bad compressor. He couldn't get his hands on the compressor. So that gentleman, um, it's like, okay, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, dude. You got my attention. We're here. So I walked him through electrical troubleshooting one of the compressors, his dual compressor machine, and walking him through that and him being able to see that the compressor was grounded without having his hands on the compressor, disabled the compressor, safed off the electrical, restarted the machine, and the machine went back to 50% capacity. And, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> I talked to him, I probably talked to him two years ago uh, on that particular call. So you talk about the ones that you remember. But six months ago, um, this gentleman called in. It was 5 o'clock on a Friday night, and he called in and, again, walking, walking through a scenario with him. And I don't remember the scenario, but I remember this. And he goes, is this Brian? And I went, yeah, this is Brian. And he goes, you probably don't remember me, but I called you at 3 o'clock in the morning from <laughs> this roof and you helped me. And it's like, yeah, man, I don't remember the, I don't remember your voice. I don't remember your name, but I remember that call. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell me what you mean by without touching, putting his hands on the compressor, he figured it, you, you, you helped him figure it out. It was grounded. Oh, sure. Um, so because he would have to rip, rip the machine apart and you know most of the times when we are troubleshooting compressors and we fig we find we believe that they're grounded we'll have you take the the pecker head off and and actually ohm the compressor uh to ground at the terminals at the compressor but this because he could not uh gain access to it he did everything from the electrical uh cabinet you know, the control section. So I just had him take the wires that went to that compressor off the contactor and then with the wires presumably connected on the compressor, which we ohmed it first, and then we ohmed it to ground. So just taking the wires off the off the contactor and not actually having physical terminals at the compressor. Gotcha. So then you had him isolate it, right? And then... Was it fuses or breakers that yeah he had to change fuses or reset a breaker or something like that? No, that compressor was actually grounded, um, and that was taking his taking his machine down. So yes, he ended up having to change the fuses in the in gotcha. in the machine to get it back online after we found okay. the grounded compressor. But, awesome. So he but just it had two compressors it. in it. So he isolated that one. So I told him I said just safe it off and had to explain to him what safe off is and that's the wires you disconnected you wrap with tape so that they don't make contact with live electrical or anybody else that sticks their digits in there and then we got the machine back online but i've never heard that term safe off before is that common uh, as you came through the the trade well yeah we always safed everything off it was uh um I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how else to. <laughs> I don't know how else to phrase it, Gary. That is that is one of my terms that I grew up with. So. Awesome. I've never I've never heard that term before. And well, it, it's it's a good it's it's a good like you got to cap those lines somehow because I've seen it where one one of my coworkers told me at one point he was working on a, a package rooftop unit and he was doing a, a call or a PM. I don't remember, but he had opened up the panel and the induced draft motor was. Um, was was disconnected but the wires were just cut they weren't they weren't uh yeah. they weren't they weren't stripped back but they were just cut so there was exposure to the the wire through the insulator right so yep. it wasn't safe off as you would call it it, it wasn't taped or or um, well you know there's there's two terms you can you can lock out tag out everybody's familiar with that one you got your you got your padlock and you have some type of uh, device to secure um, so that's basically what you're doing 
when you have an electrical component that you need to ensure doesn't hurt the next guy coming in or doesn't come in contact and take the machine down uh, and you can't do a lockout tag out. So how are you going to lock out, lock out, tag out a, uh, a wire end like your example where somebody had just cut the line. So, you know, you have to safe it off, put a wire nut on it, bend it back, tape it up, whatever the case may be to make sure that the next person touching that machine does not get damaged. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Is it, so I, I'm, I'm going to go from my perspective and I'm going to ask you uh, on yours. So when I, I get calls from, from uh, apprentices or, or junior sort of technicians in my company mm -hmm. all the time to help. But when they're calling me, I can visualize the equipment because they're usually calling them on <laughs> a, a place that I've been before and I know where things are and I know the history and, and all that. And um, it's easier for me to visualize in my head. So for you, you're getting calls with stuff you've never seen in your life. Now, is could, does that present a bit of a, a hurdle? Like, how, how do you get around visualizing that in, in your mind when you're trying to help? Well, um Funny, funny as it is, uh, you're absolutely right. I picture every job in my head as if I was sitting right next to the guy. So it depends on the machine that he's working on. And if I'm not familiar with that machine, I have him describe it to me because I understand what control cabinets look like. I understand what an air handler looks like. So I can still put the pieces together. And if we're still not getting it, if we're still not going down the same path, then I either have them send me a picture of what they're looking at or... I'm looking at the wiring diagram or a system breakdown. Uh, depends on how far into the weeds we get. Okay. Do you ever have them send you pictures or, or videos or anything like that just so you can get a, a better like, yes. on it? Okay. Yes. Yes. I have them text me, uh, text me pictures of what they're looking at so that I can help them because it's like, you know, especially if you're dealing with auxiliaries and when things don't make sense, and you're dealing with uh, uh, a junior mechanic, it doesn't make sense to them either. They've got you know some experience, but they're troubleshooting a machine that they're not familiar with. And when I say a machine they're not familiar with, these junior mechanics, they're used to the residential single compressor um, for you and me, blow and go units. But then all of a sudden they have to move up because nobody else is available and they get into light commercial. Light commercial has two compressors and they're going, I don't get it. I don't understand it. So that's where they're, they, they can't see the forest for the tree. And when I say that is I'm trying to get somebody to walk through this. And I thought I had it pretty pictured, pretty well pictured in my head, but he made a statement and it's like, you take a picture of every corner of that because he's talking about a contactor. So I want the left side, the right side, top side, bottom side. Send that, send four pictures to me. Come to find out, once he sent me the pictures, it's like, okay, do you know where the coil's at? Because it was a new piece of equipment to him, he missed the basics. There was no control voltage wires on the coil. They were yeah, sitting that'll, that'll they it. were sitting to the side. So yes, by having them send me a picture, as soon as as soon as I opened up the picture, I went, I found your problem. <laughs> that brown wire is not connected to anything. You gotta take that brown wire, put it back on the contactor coil. Yeah, it visuals help. And I'm gonna give you uh, an example of what happened last week with me. So I'm working on an engineered air unit. I don't know if you guys see many engineered air units out um, in California. They're basically makeup air units and they're, they're engineered to the specifics of the, of the job. And their factory is actually just uh, north of Toronto here where I'm, where I'm at, but they're a popular brand around here. And uh, I get a call that there's water dripping into a laboratory and the, the guy from maintenance calls me. He's like, we open up the blower door and there's a ton of water inside of it. And I said, okay, it was raining last night and that blower door is under a negative or that blower section is under a negative. So the rain must be getting sucked in. And we get there. He said he cleaned up all the water 
Um, and he goes, oh, it must be coming from the pan. I go, I don't think so. I said, I, I've been here all summer. I've looked in this thing. There hasn't been water in there. And the thing's in dehum, like dehumidification all summer. The pea trap is like Niagara Falls. It just keeps pouring and pouring water over and over and over. It doesn't stop, right? Um, so I said, I've looked in this thing in the middle of the summer. There's no water in it. I said, think about this. Last night was raining. And I, I held the door and I and, and I let it go and it slammed shut. And I go, do you see that pressure, that negative pressure? The, the rain is coming in somehow. And we we put our hand around it. We could feel a ton of air coming in from different spots of the door. But specifically, there was a piano hinge running down the side of the door where you where you open it, the opposite side of the door where the latch is. And there was there was like perforations where the where the where the hinges were, and you could feel a ton of air being sucked in there. So I said, you know what, I'm going to call engineered air and I'm going to see if they've encountered this before and see if they have a solution. So I called them up. He's like, can you send me pictures? And I said, yes, I'll send you pictures of what it looks like. So I sent him pictures. He calls me back. As soon as I sent him the pictures, he goes, I know what your problem is. I go, what's that? He goes, that piano hinge should be the way the way the piano hinge was. It was almost flat, like flanged against the, the, the panel of the unit. Right. It should have been it should have been actually folded and slid in. And when you do that, it, it the, the holes, the perforations disappear, right? And he goes, that's probably exactly where, where it's coming in from. And I said, I think it is too. For the time being, what we had done is we just cut some foam tape and put it in behind there because it looked like more rain was coming and we didn't want any more water getting sucked in. So that's what we did. And we sealed up the door a bit better. And there hasn't been any water. I think it rained on the weekend there and there, there wasn't any water uh, that got that got in. So it was just negative pressure and the visual from the engineer tech support guy he knew exactly what was wrong as yep. soon as he saw the picture as soon as you as soon as you just, can see yeah, it just from experience yeah but it is also fun the you know uh, having these guys walk up to units that I've worked on for years and it's like okay did that the the condenser fan relay it's the two Essex relays in the upper right hand corner Control voltage is on the bottom, power's on the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and don't forget that timer over on the left. <laughs> those are those are uh those are good ones. And you how many times do you get tested, Gary? <laughs> tested? What do you mean? Like in the field? Yeah, when you uh when guys are calling you for uh calling oh. you for support, how many times do you get tested? Those all, are all all the time. It happened <laughs> yes, yesterday, right? Okay, this is what happened yesterday. I'll tell you this and then we're then you're gonna give me another story. Uh so yes <laughs> yesterday I had um one of the junior he's newly um licensed, uh, but he's been in our company for a while and he's a smart dude, tries really hard and and, and he wants to do a good job all the time. So he calls me and he goes, he goes, I can't get any superheat out of this thing. He fixed the leak. And then there's two evaporators uh, for this one condensing unit. It's a 15 ton condensing unit, two seven and a half ton evaps. Um, so there's two blowers and they run side by side continuously. Uh, so he couldn't get any superheat. And I said, well, first of all, I think that thing has an unloader on it. I said, I would try to get the thing fully loaded. You don't want to run it unloaded when you're trying to set up the superheat try to get it loaded up and I, I said i think it's a mechanical device on one of the heads and he goes how does it work and i'm like damn i, I gotta remember how this thing works now <laughs> i said to you you might you might want to just look it up um to see because and when he called me back he goes okay i looked it up and when he when he described it to me again there's a nut on the top that when you turn the nut down it, it unloads when you turn it up um, it loads up and then I'm like, yes, that's how it works. You're right. I, I hadn't worked on one in so long. So I got tested there by trying to give the guy a hand, but we figured it out. I said, just do yourself a favor and do me a favor too. look it up, read about it and call me back and we'll, and we'll talk. Depending upon the unloader, it's three and a half pounds per turn. Is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, ex that's what I've taught. We, you know, we get a lot of, we get a lot of gentlemen that, uh, that call into, you know, the tech support line. And it's like, yeah, I just downloaded this and I just want to really see if this is real. And it's like, yeah, it's real. And, and then they uh, ask me questions out of the blue. It's like, are you on a job site? No, not on a job site. I'm just, you know, I, I want to see how good the uh, 
tech support is. And it's like, okay, throw it at me, man. I've been doing this for 40 years. Let's go. <laughs> hey, I just I did that to you. <laughs> well, and then I proved I proved my age, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 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 hit us up with another story that sticks out in your mind. Oh man. Um No, no low voltage, the, the no low voltage, uh, no low voltage wire at the thermostat. That was actually today. Um, not getting, not, kids not getting 24 volts to the condensing unit on his yellow wire. Um, and, and come to find out there was no yellow wire hooked up at the thermostat. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, I don't know how long ago it ran, but... <laughs> It's going to be pretty hard to run without a yellow wire. Um, another gentleman uh, calling in, and it's like rookie mistakes. And and again, I told you, you know, I, I get to build a rapport with these guys. As I, I've got repeat callers, and I had one kid that got getting stuck on Saturdays. Um, he was the tech on call. And he's calling me. He's going, man, I don't want to call my foreman. I don't want to call my foreman. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So he, uh, uh, I asked him what his voltage was at, at the air handler. And he goes, well, the light's on, so it's got to be, it's got to be 220. <laughs> and it's like, where's your meter? <laughs> well, my meter's in the truck. It's like, okay, dude, look, <laughs> you don't go outside the house with your pants off. And you don't go on a service call without your meter. <laughs> I agree. I told I told one of my coworkers that he. I said, uh, "Can I borrow your refrigeration service wrench?" Because uh, I was working with him and it was his tools. He goes, "Oh, it's in the truck." And I'm like, "Why? Why is it your refrigeration service wrench in the truck? Come on." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I remember that one because I had built a rapport with that kid. And and I asked him, I said, have you ever seen uh, NCIS? And he says, yeah, I've seen that. I said, so you're, under, you, you're, you're familiar with the Gibbs? And he goes, yeah, I'm familiar with the Gibbs. I said, okay, if I was standing right next to you, I'd give you a Gibbs. And he actually smacked himself in the back of the head, which is a Gibbs. <laughs> he did it for me. <laughs> and you guys wonder why I enjoy doing this. <laughs> It is, it's, it's being able to educate these guys. Um, it's being able to help others and, and it all basic, it comes for me, it comes down to giving back. Um, I had a great bunch of people that brought me up in this trade that I never felt bad about calling and asking questions. And, you know, Gary, I'm, I'm going to age myself again. I had dimes in my pocket because I had to stop at pay phones to call people and have them call me back. Um, so we spent a lot of time, uh, uh, a lot of evenings sitting around a dining room table with, with uh, somebody discussing problems because we didn't have that ability on a job site. If you weren't with somebody, you had nobody to ask. But fortunately for me, uh, coming up in the trade, I had some great journeymen. I had pipe fitters that I worked with. I had uh, equipment installers, uh, sheet metal workers. Uh, yeah, these guys were these guys were fantastic to me, and uh, I've been fortunate through my whole entire career that there's only been a couple of people that I didn't get along with, and uh, you know that. Well, they, they must they must have been assholes if they can't get along with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm one of them, so it's okay. I, <laughs> but it's 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 few and far between. Um, there's people that I, I I don't understand it, Gary, but there are people that don't like me. <laughs> yeah, there's people that I don't understand why people don't like me either. <laughs> Happens all the time. I'm sweet, kind, and lovable, man. <laughs> every, every we've we've all got haters. We've all got haters. <laughs> But let me let me ask you this. So you've been in the trade for 40 years and you can talk to other people that have been in the trade for 40 years and they're they're grumpy, they're pissy, they're they don't want to try new things. 
and they're always like, especially online, you can always tell it's it's like they're typing with an attitude. Like I, you, you just you, you feel it, like you can feel it coming through the screen. Like their 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 sort of persona and demeanor, right? So how yes. yeah. how like you're you're the opposite of that. So do you have any advice for these older? Uh, techs that have been in the trade for a while that that have this sort of grumpy and, and pissy mood. No, I, I yes yes I do. Um, you know, I understand where they're coming from. Change is a difficult thing, and nobody likes change. Um, I'm very fortunate uh, coming in coming into this digital era. Um, I find it very easy to adapt to. And with my training experience, I can train these crotchety old dudes and and help them. I know that they are not going to excel in it. Um, they're 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 more looking for retirement than they are more training. But you know, Gary, um, we've got guys working here that i think our minimum i think our minimum our youngest guy is 15 years in the trade so you know i've got i've got 40 i think mikey's 45 48 uh the next guy down from me is 35 um and it's all about the attitude it's all about how you felt moving through your career if you didn't take advantage of the changes and learn in the trade. I feel sorry for the guys that are grumpy that are being forced to make the change because now they just want to get out more. They want to get out of the trade and we're losing these old brains and, and not having that ability to learn from them anymore. Yeah. It's a big, it's going to be a big loss. A hundred percent it is. And, and you can see it now because there's, uh, there's there's people all over North America that are having trouble finding like technicians, not even just technicians, yeah. just just workers, work people that want to come in and learn the trade. And and yeah, it, I understand if you're a couple five years, I don't know, a couple years, five years, even six, seven years from retirement, and you're kind of checking out a little bit. I can understand that mentality a little bit, but at, at the same time, I mean, do you want to see the the trade that that provided for your family for so many years kind of dwindle and, and die off because uh, the attitude or the persona that's that's put onto to new technicians um, is, is a negative one because I see it all the time. Oh, it's this is a millennial HVACing or or whatever people say. It's always they're always putting down the younger generation for some reason because it's not like the way they did it. But I see it from the other side too. The the younger generation they bite back at the the older generation because. They don't like things like digital gauges or 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 trying new things like a press tool or or or, or a weird product that they've never used before and they think it's a hack product. But these younger kids are finding success in using these things. Right. So there, there's got to be a middle ground somewhere. There has to be a middle ground, right? Well, the the young need to teach the old as well. Yes, I agree, hundred percent. I do. Now. You know, um, you, you you talk about the you talk about the grouchy old man that doesn't you know you can read it in his text message, he doesn't work here. <laughs> oh, I I know he doesn't. But on the same token, if he if he was training his apprentices, if he was training his younger journeyman, his younger journeyman should now be training him he shouldn't be stuck in that grouchy um i do have i do have a story I'm, gary i probably got more stories than you got time there was a gentleman and and i'm sure because i don't remember his name but he was 76 years old and went out because he was his boss his boss told him he had to convert this 40 ton machine over to tdx20 so he's talking to me on the phone. I talked to him for four days in a row because he would he would do something. He would find a problem. I'll call you back tomorrow. Then he would do something. He would find a problem. One of the things that he came up came up on the roof with was I don't like these um, 
digital gauges. This is what I've got. And it's like, okay, tell me what you got so we're on the same page so that I can help you understand how to translate what you're reading. So he did. Um, he actually picked up uh, Testos. So walking him through where to put the probes, you know, how to, how to push the buttons to get the refrigerant. And, and by the time we were all done with it, he was, he says, I'm, I've got a couple of more years that I'm going to do this. And because of your help, I understand how to use these gauges now. And life is so much easier. So it's all about who you can train and who is willing to be trained. A hundred. Yeah. A hundred percent it is. And I, and I think that, I think everybody has that little inkling inside them to be trained again. It's just you, they need the right person to, to kind of walk in and, and open them up. Okay. Yeah. And, and we get them, I still get them, I get them through our, uh, our website, you know, they'll drop us a note as well. And, and I had one gentleman that was just like that. He was just a little bit grouchy about the app because it was a digital world. And I walked him, I, you know, I could have emailed him back, Gary, but because I understand and um, I guess compassion, uh, empathy. empathy, but I actually called him and, and I walked him through the issues that he was having. And he was 30 seconds away from throwing the app out. He was just going to delete it because it wasn't doing anything for him. But a five-minute phone call and walking him through what he didn't understand. And he kept it. He's used it. He's talked to me several times since. <laughs> yeah, so you, you stepped in and, and gave him the information he needed to progress through it. And that's what a lot of people, they get stuck and they don't, I think a lot of people don't like reaching out for help, uh, especially the older techs, because they, they, they have this kind of ego now, like I've been in this trade forever, like I don't need help from anybody, but they do now, like you said, the younger oh, techs yeah, call. need to teach the older, like my kids teach me stuff, like my son <laughs> saying, dad, the internet is slow, and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, he's like, I go, my bars are full on my phone. I go, I don't know what you mean. He's like, no, our speed is slow. It's, it's down here. And I'm like, well, what's it supposed to be? And he's like, it's supposed to be up here. And I'm like, I don't even know that. And like, he's 12 and he's teaching me this stuff. So it's, yeah. the, same, it's the same thing, right? It's the same thing in, in, in a professional world that as, as the new technology comes out and the younger kids are, are better with it. Yeah. And, and I patted the guy, up. I pat the guy on the back. I mean, uh, you know, these, these, gentlemen that are older than me, they've been in a trade longer than me that are willing to take the time to learn. Um, you know, your example of, of your son showing you something. Um, I learn I learn from these younger adults that I'm working with. It's like, um, uh, you've seen the editing, you've seen the, the podcast or the, the buckle up series. And it's like, it's one thing. It's one thing to be the talent. <laughs> it's another thing to look at what they're doing and and piecing that and piecing that stuff together to put it back out on YouTube or a different platform. Because you know we're doing it live is live, and then uh, sometimes you have to edit me because well I'm I am um, a mechanic at heart. So some of our technical terms slip out every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of technical terms that, that used to get used when I came into the field that actually were, were are, when you get to a certain point, you're like, wait, wait a minute, that was, that was wrong. I, like when I first started in the trade, everybody at my shop called a recovery unit a reclaimer. And then, uh, and then you get online. You talk, oh yeah, I'm reclaiming refrigerant today. They're like, no, you're recovering refrigerant today. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, hold on a second. And then, then you realize, like, holy, what else did I get taught that would might be just a term that people used because they're comfortable with it? It's not actually correct. You know, one I got slammed for this. So, um, like, I've always called. The, 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 the 516s screws with a little drill bit on the end, self-tappers for, for years and years and years. And then I, I finally learned one day they're actually called self-drilling screws. 
and I and I made a meme about it on online, and I was just joking, and and the hate comments that I got because nobody wanted to know that it's not called self-tapping <laughs> screw. Nobody wanted no nobody wanted to accept it, right? Nobody. And the hate, the hate was just flying at me that that day. And people, oh, like, that's terrible, man. Yeah, they're like they're like if you walk into a supplier and ask for self uh, drilling screws, they're gonna laugh at you. And I'm like. No, they're not because look, it says right on the package, self-drilling screw. <laughs> yeah, you anyway. got that. You got the pointy ones, and then you got the drill pit, the drill pointy ones, That's right. <laughs> the drill bit ones. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I mean, in in the last few minutes or so that that we're going to talk here, is there anything exciting going on at Blue One that you want to toss out there? Oh my gosh, Gary. Um, Every every day, every day, brother, it, we are constantly uh, changing and updating and upgrading um, the app. The app just by itself has gone from tech support for retrofits to manuals for any machine, to, regardless of refrigerant, um, to our latest update, which now includes the forum. And they're already they're already looking. Um, I, I, I know that I know the news story hit uh, about uh, Blue On and XREF, and that was huge. But the next step now in our forum is going to in in the Blue On platform is actually going to be able to walk up to a piece of machinery and you're going to be able to look up the parts right through the blue on platform. So when you say parts, are you saying like, if you put the model and serial number in, you can get a parts list. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Not, well, not only are you going to get a parts list, but it's going to be broken down to what part are you looking at? And then are there, so here's the OEM part. Here's aftermarket stuff here. And it's going to list them all to the point where we can actually go crazy and say, I need to change a compressor. And it'll not only tell you what compressor you need to put in, what dryer you need to put in, but it's going to tell you how much Silfos to have, how much tape you need, how much, all these little reminders. It's just <laughs> so much fun. That, that is a, that's a, that's a monumental task because you have, and you're doing this for how many different units? We have over, we have over, well, Aeon through York, brother. They're all in there. Every, every, every manufacturer, every unit that's in that app. So we have over 45,000 units in the app. So 45,000 units have to have their uh, database of uh, parts. That's, and, and that is happening. Is that, is that happening through the XREF thing that you were mentioning? Um, they are, yes, um, they have, we're tying the databases together. So okay, as fast gotcha. as we can get, as fast as we can get information into the system, then, uh, the, the faster we can actually add that tab right in, uh, the blue on app. Okay. So I, there might not be people that, that know exactly what, what you're speaking about. So you guys acquired this company, right? Acquired XREF. XREF is a uh, huge database of HVACR parts. That's okay. I've I've never heard of them before. Like what what before you guys acquired them? What where did they exist and like where did they come from? Like I've never actually heard of these guys before. Well, um, their services their services tied into um, other companies, so other companies would use them. And and I, I, I'm not being coy, or, or mm -hmm. I don't I don't know all the names, and I don't know all the players um, on on who uses uh, the XREF, but uh, it is a resource for looking up. So there's there's companies that would um, use their database to look up part numbers. And then, and that's how they found, you know, like you go to a parts house, the parts house knows what parts they've got, but some of those parts houses could in fact be using uh, 
their database. I see. I see. I gotcha. For, for uh, cross-reference material. Okay. So manufacturer has a two-pole contactor, but Mars or Emerson or somebody else could make this, make an, a, a, a replacement for that because they don't have the OEM part. Okay. <clears throat> that, that makes sense now. Okay. So you guys are now, you've acquired them. So now you have this uh, sort of powerful ecosystem of, of information that you can now add into the blue on. Yep. Yep. And it's coming. Very, very yep. cool. Any, anything else going on uh, besides the forum and, and the additions to the app? What, what's happening on the refrigerant side? What's what's going on there? Well, you know, yeah, refrigerant refrigerant is it doesn't stay on our shelves very long because it's not staying on everybody else's shelves very long. So as fast as we get it in, we're calling for a truck to deliver it back out. Um, so that that part of it is uh, still taking off very well. Uh, we're we're our distributors are uh, now we've got distribution from coast to coast and um, I'm terrible with the, with the names, but I believe we have three companies up in Canada now that stock uh, TDX 20 as well. I know two of them. I know uh, independent supply company and HTS. HTS. I know, those, I know those two. I didn't know there was a third. If, if you might figure it out. And that third, the third person that I'm thinking of, Gary, um, again, it's not in my wheelhouse for real. Um, that third person might be the actual uh, disbursement person that I'm thinking of that, that splits up the refrigerants. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. <coughs> gotcha. So, I mean, that, that, that's good that the and, – and, and, to speak quickly on, on R22 here, the situation, I, I had a, a co-worker call me the other day and said, uh, do you know that a jug of R22 is $1,200? So I, that that would probably equate to like, I don't know, maybe a thousand bucks or nine, nine something in, in US dollars. So I don't, I don't know what R22 is going for there, but as, as, a, as an example, I think about three or four months ago, it was at like 700, just 700 and change. And he told me the other day it was at 1200 when he, when he was inquiring about something at a supplier. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on where you're at in the United States. Our range is 800 to $1,200. Wow. 1200 us. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, you guys came along and made your refrigerant at the right time. That's for sure. Because uh, it's, I remember somebody said R22 will be around for our lifetime. And that, <laughs> yeah. that was like somebody, somebody made that comment on, on social media. I don't, remember, I don't remember who it was, but that's the comment they made. And you can see it now that uh, I know a couple of people have, have, from our company have went into a couple suppliers and they laughed when they asked for R22. They're like, ah, no, like we don't, we don't have that. So yeah. it's, it's, it's there. It's, it's realistic. So yeah, things are, things are still happening. Things are still changing. Um, the teams are growing. Uh, our focus is, is support. So whether it be, whether it be uh, online, on the phone, showing up to a job site, whatever the case may be, we're, we're that's our huge focus, Gary. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, I'll, uh, I'll let you go now, Brian, cause it sounds like your, uh, your voice is struggling a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, that's okay. We've, we've <laughs> talked, we've talked like we've straight up talked for an hour. So, um, I appreciate your time and, and all the info and I appreciate what you guys are doing, helping out all the young kids. And, and even like you said, the 70 year olds in the industry, um, you guys are doing a very good job. So, so appreciate it, Gary. Appreciate your time. Um, you know, I, I think all the listeners, viewers that we've got, I mean, we're all blessed to have them and, and like the ability just to, to give back, it, it, dude, it's huge. I, I say, I, there's not a day I don't enjoy getting up and going to work. Cool, man. All right, man. Oh, we'll, we'll see you on the dark side, Brian. You got it. <laughs> all right, Mike. Peace, y'all. Anyway. <laughs> all right. So one thing that you need to take away from this, if you want to help other people, one thing you got to have, which is, I believe is the most important 
is patience. You have to have patience. If you don't have patience, then nothing is going to work. You're going to get frustrated. They're going to get frustrated and nothing's going to get accomplished. Also, you need a bit of a positive attitude. Now, I I have heard um, or talked to techs that have helped me that have been a little bit pissy, a little bit negative, but they had a little bit of patience, so it made up for it. But patience, two Ps here, patience and positivity, I think will go a long way in you helping anybody. And also, if you're on the other end, the receiving end of that help, you also need patience and positivity. And one other thing is an open mind. An open mind will go extremely far. When you're closed-minded, that means you are not open to other possibilities at all, right? You need to be open-minded to open yourself up to any and all possibilities to make the correct decision for yourself, all right? So if you're not open-minded, if you're not positive, if you don't have patience, none of this is going to work. So Brian, thank you very much for getting on to this episode with us and sharing your, your experience and your information and your stories but I'm out. Guys, thank you to the Master Group once again. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production. <laughs>